TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Five Rounds Podcast. The only podcast out there with the cardio for those deep water championship rounds. I am Mags, and flying solo today. I have just finished watching UFC 256, uh, coming from the the apex in Las Vegas. Um, quickly run through these prelims. We started the the card with Chase Hooper picking up the third round submission against Peter Barrett. Then we uh, got into women's strawweight fight with Tisha Torres. Uh, again, the first round knockout of Sam Hughes. Uh, then into the men's featherweight, Gavin Tucker picking up the decision against Billy uh, Quarantilo. Then into the lightweight division, we had Rafael Fiziev with the first round knockout of Renato Moicano. And then we closed the prelims with another featherweight uh, bout. This time it's uh, Cub Swanson with the uh, second round KO of Daniel Pineda. Going on to the main card and we opened with uh, the heavyweights. Uh, Junior Dos Santos taking on the Frenchman Cyril Garnier. Uh, first time in since his UFC debut against Fabrizio Vadum that Junior Dos Santos has been uh, such a, a massive, massive underdog. And you could see why in this fight. Um, Cyril Gagne, uh very much that kind of Muay Thai uh, kicking game against... Uh, against the Junior Dos Santos uh, boxing heavy uh, offence and the the kicking game absolutely won out. Uh, Junior Dos Santos was struggling to be able to to break into uh, Cyril Gagne's uh, um, in, in into his uh, into his pocket, so he could he wasn't able to to land those kind of uh, combinations that he's he's generally known for. Uh, Cyril Gagne was uh, very clever in using uh, body kicks and kicks to the legs to keep uh, Dos Santos at bay while still using his rangy uh, attacks to land uh, punches of him for himself. Uh, Dos Santos tried to uh, mix it up a little bit with kicks of his own. Uh, but wasn't able to kind of uh, score as much offense as Gagne did in that first round. So uh, it was. It seemed like a very. It was going to be a long day for Junior Dos Santos. Going into the second, and uh, Gagne uh, carried on with the with the kicks, uh, using them to great effect, uh, landing the body quite a few times. But this time, Dos Santos uh, tried to to break into that uh, into that guard of. Of, uh, of uh, Cyril Gagne, but was just it was just unable to to kind of break him down. Uh, Gagne just carried on chopping the legs, and you could see the 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 welt showing up on on uh, the 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 calves and the quads of Dos Santos. Um, Gagne uh, started to really uh, kind of turn the gas up, uh, landed a, a a big elbow which uh, which drops Dos Santos. The Santos are um, uh, struggling to 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 regain his bearings. Gagne comes in, lands a few shots. Um, there was a very almost controversial shot from Gagne with an elbow that landed uh, on the it what 
could have been uh, classed as back of the head, but it was actually at the side, like on, on top of the ear, which was the, the shot that the referee uh, stopped the fight on. Uh, Dos Santos protesting uh, the, the finish, but uh, Cyril Gagné um, picked up a, a very big win. Uh, still unbeaten in his MMA career, still unbeaten in his UFC career, and congrats, congratulations to Cyril Gagné. So then after that, we go into the middleweight division with a, one of the stars of 2020, Kevin Holland, uh, really in that kind of chase with uh, uh, Kamzat Chimiev to see who could fight the most amount of times in 2020. And it looks like Kevin Holland has won that with uh, with this fifth uh, fight. This uh, in his, probably his toughest fight to date with uh, Jacare Souza, the, the, the legend that is... Uh, uh, Ronaldo Jacare Souza, and he absolutely demolished uh, Souza in in this fight. Um, Holland has always kind of had a a big gob, uh, really kind of like uh, likes to uh, rile his uh, opponents up with with his uh, with his mouth, and um, he he did a lot of that in this fight. Um, we we start uh, quite brightly with uh, with Holland trying to uh, get a few shots off, uh, but he was uh, taken down by uh, Suzu, who grabs a leg and was able to 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 take Holland down, try to set the triangle. Holland was able to scramble back to his feet, uh, but Souza, uh, as the the kind of stalker that he that he is in the octagon, uh, was uh, was able to to keep hold of uh, of um, Kevin Holland and and was looking to 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 get it back to the ground. Holland did well to to keep hold of the 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 potential of a guillotine. Um, and they 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 both um, it was kind of a, a stalemate, and they both ended up separated. Um, Holland then drops down to to guard. Souza was landing shots from the from uh, the top, and Holland was uh, giving uh, Souza a lot of lip on or from the bottom, and telling him that he had a dream that that he would be in this position. Uh, and then as as Holland was trying to like push off to create some space and, and kind of like get back to his feet, he landed a quick uh, a quick jab and was it totally rocked uh, Souza and Holland's um, heavy heavy hands. He just he knew that he had the the opportunity and while still led on his back. Uh, landed two or three more shots and, and it absolutely folded uh, Jack Ressouza backwards and the knockout came and it was just absolutely brutal. One minute 45 into the fight and yeah, it was a, a, a quality fight and that's his fifth win, uh, making absolute history and really kind of cemented himself in, in, in the pack of that middleweight division. Um going on to the middle of the main card now and we had a uh, the the female fight in Mackenzie Dern taking on uh Verna Janderoba and this was uh yeah it was it, it was a it was almost like a chess match in in terms of uh these two fighters both of these are uh, black belts in uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu but none of them at all wanted really to go to the ground they both wanted to kind of show each other that they were able to uh, stand and bang with each other 
Um, very uh, kind of back and forth first round with uh, Janderoba landing uh, the big right hands, but Mackenzie uh, Mackenzie Dern able to land shots to the body and shots to the head, um, and and really kind of mixing up with the with the combinations and the flurries. Uh, Janderoba uh, did really well with with some elbows on the inside uh, and kicks to the body. Um, it was. Very uh, hard to judge the first round, but uh, I think that um, Mackenzie Dern did just enough to, to kind of steal it for me. Going into the second round, and uh, Janderoba was able to uh, put on a little bit more pressure. Um, there was a there was a hint of an airport, uh which which really started to swell up and, and bleed off uh, Mackenzie Dern onto uh, Janderoba. So Janderoba was really struggling with vision, and you could see how uh, she was uh, having to uh, wipe it out a lot. Um, but then we we were she was able to to get her. Uh, get uh, Mackenzie Dern close to the fence and grab her and uh, drops her, dropped her down and, and was able to get into guard. Um, she, Jandera was able to land quite a lot of punches whilst Mackenzie Dern tried to work her, uh, the control. Uh, and, but unfortunately, she was just not able to, to control the shots of Janderoba, uh and the 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 bell kind of saved uh, Mackenzie Dern uh, into the going into the second and going into the third um, with it probably level it was definitely this this would have been the 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 round that that sealed the fight for for Evil Woman um, I thought I thought that uh, Jander Robert really started to pile the pressure on at the early early points of this round. Uh, landing uh, jab quite a lot of times, but then Mackenzie Dern was able to land two really solid shots, which uh, stunned Janderoba, and she was able to to shoot in and uh, get the action to the floor. Um, got, gets uh, to the middle of the octagon, then uh, uh, Janderoba lets her stand up. Um, then they just carried on uh, going punch for punch and kick for kick till the the end of the. The end of the round with uh with Mackenzie Dern looking for 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 the opportunity to switch uh switch up and and change levels and and get the takedown, uh not 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 exactly able to to do it um at the end of the fight but she was still able to get more shots off and and was able, was then um able to pick up the the unanimous decision uh, all three judges giving it exactly the same score of 29 28 uh, a good victory for Mackenzie Dern um putting her now five and one in the UFC and and really on the on the road to kind of making a name in, in that women's strawweight division oh then let's go into uh into the core main event uh El Kikui, Tony Ferguson the former interim champion uh Going up against Charles Oliveira now. This is a, a Tony Ferguson coming off the off the defeat to Justin Gaethje. Remember, uh, and Charles Oliveira, who um, has very quietly and, and uh, quickly been making huge uh, huge strides since uh, moving back to lightweight after a dalliance down at flyweight. Uh, I think he's now seven and all since coming back up to to lightweight, and really, um, even though he's been in the UFC for now what eleven years. Uh, never, never really on the cusp of a title match, uh, but I think after this result uh, and the way he dominated this fight, um, 
I think he he could very well be on uh, on the radar for a lightweight uh, fight. He, I haven't seen Tony Ferguson dominated like this in in forever. Um, even Justin Gaethje didn't dominate uh, Tony Ferguson as much as Charles Oliveira did. Uh, Oliveira was was better on the feet. He was uh, he was absolutely superb on the ground. Uh, was able to to basically take Ferguson down at will and roll him up and and, and kind of really control him uh, whilst on the ground. Really kind of tucking him in. Uh, into some very tight um, positions where Ferguson was just not able to be that wild, crazy fighter that that we know him for. Uh, coming up to the end of the first round after just being absolutely bullied on the floor, uh, Ferguson uh, got trapped in an armbar and it looked the most brutal armbar that I have seen in a long, long time. Uh, um, Olive, Charles Oliveira took the arm under his own armpit and you could see where the elbow it it popped out it it very much popped out of its socket it just an, an elbow is not meant to bend in that direction and the 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 klaxon went and tony was able to survive but you could see how in the second round that he wasn't throwing that left arm uh, as much and it, you could see how it really really affected him Again, uh, uh, Oliveira was able to to land some big shots in this early in the second, and was able to get uh, Ferguson down to the ground, and yet again was able to to really kind of bully uh, Ferguson on the floor. There was a, an up kick from Ferguson. Now, uh, the the issue was it that it landed clean on on Oliveira's ah, uh, uh, but. Oliveira was actually classed as a downed opponent because his knee was uh, was on the floor. Uh, Mark Smith called for a, for a bit of a timeout, and we reset. Uh, and Oliveira was again was able to just bully Ferguson while on the floor, really rolling him up in, into almost like a ball, uh, really kind of uh, limiting the the chances of, of Ferguson to do any kind of offense. Uh, eventually he was able to to get away get out of the ball but then Oliveira was able to just just to control him with a side control um we get to the end of the round with with both guys kind of like really taking the time to breathe whilst being on the on the floor uh third round and um with it potentially being uh, a 10-8 round in the first and a 10-9 in the second Ferguson needed something uh to happen in this third round and he just couldn't find anything to to kind of worry uh, Charles Oliveira, Ferguson. Uh, he 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 had to be the wild kind of animal that we've seen him be, and and Charles Oliveira knew he had the the right kind of game plan. Was able to control Ferguson, picked him up and slammed him onto the floor. Was uh, just. It just didn't give Ferguson a, a second of time to to kind of get any offense in. Uh, Oliveira wanted to finish this far, and uh, we we see that uh, he tries for a, a dart shot, which was uh, unable to come off. Um, Ferguson was able to to struggle his way to the cage and uh, try and create a, a scramble to get to get back up. Uh, but Oliveira was was able to keep control of Ferguson and was just um, just able to 
um, make sure that Ferguson was just not not allowed to get those heavy heavy shots and and that that wild action out. And it was a a very well worked uh, victory for for uh, Charles Oliveira and really kind of cements him now as as a big name in that lightweight division and. Uh, especially with uh, with the the picture at the top of that division looking a little bit um, inconclusive with Habib out and then uh, Gaethje versus uh, Poirier versus um, Conor McGregor coming up soon. Uh, it's it's the perfect time for for Charles Oliveira to to make this statement and really kind of uh, put his name in in the hat for. For perhaps a, a tile match in the in the very near future. So let's go into the the main event: Davidson Figueredo taking on Brandon Moreno for that uh, for that um, flyweight title. Um, these two guys, you've got to remember, were on the last uh, UFC numbered pay per view, UFC two fifty five, uh, three weeks ago that these two guys uh, both fought. Uh, Davidson Figueredo um, breaking uh, the record of, of for the quickest turnaround of a of a champion to to be defending his title. I think the last person to do it was Matt Hughes against uh, BJ Penn and, and George St Pierre. So yeah, Figueredo has been an absolute monster this year, and and this fight was it was absolutely everything that you could hope for these two wanted to kill each other Figueredo obviously has been so dominant in his uh, run at flyweight that um, we've barely had to see anyone um, hit him and we, we haven't, haven't had to see him uh, see if he's got a chin or if he's got cardio because he's just been able to quickly quickly dominate his opponents well uh, Brandon Moreno was having none of that at all and was able to give uh, Figueredo pretty much tit for tat exactly what he got the the problem with uh moreno was that he was always on the back foot he was always the one kind of like uh stepping away and we got uh, a figurero that we normally get where he's the stalker where he's the uh almost like the the terminator where he just keeps coming forward looking for shots uh moreno tagged figure uh figurero with so many good uh hooks and shots really outstriking his opponent in in terms of volume but Figueredo was able to hit some big big shots and when uh he hit the jab you could see the the head of uh Brandon Moreno really like bounce back and um but but I have to I have to give it to Moreno for for such a young kid to come into this fight three weeks after uh, beating uh, Brandon Rival uh, to to give Figueredo his best fight his hardest fight that he's, he's had in the flyweight division uh, much much props to to Brandon Moreno over this over the space of the f- the five rounds. Um, Brandon Moreno uh, landed a, a hell of a lot of shots into uh, Figueredo. A couple of times he had him rocked. A couple of times he he really had Moreno, uh, Figueredo struggling. Uh, but Figueredo, when he got his shots off, he was able to really hurt uh, Brandon Moreno. Both guys with massive welts all over their faces at the end of the fight. Um, in the third, we got an, a bit of an issue where uh, Figueredo landed a, a, a shot to the cup of Moreno 
and it absolutely sounded horrific. Uh, he was coughing and spitting up. Moreno was coughing and spitting up blood. Uh, Jason Herzog, the referee, docked Figueredo a point, and that point would end up being uh, quite significant, really, when we when we get to the final result. Uh, in the in the fourth round, it it also looked like a, that Moreno may have broken his arm. Um, he blocked a few uh, high kicks with with his with his arm, uh, with his left arm, and coming up towards the end of the round and going into the fifth round you could see a massive kind of welt at the the edge of the 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 bone and also where the the muscle kind of like dinted in uh, and every time he threw a shot with that left hand you could see how much he was wincing uh and then also kind of like almost resetting the bone himself uh whilst uh whilst whilst kind of um setting up for an for another shot but again that's just testament to how hard of a fighter he was uh how much effort and how much heart he put into this fight uh unfortunately it was to no avail because the judges gave it as a majority draw which means that the the champion retains um 47 47 uh for two judges and one judge giving it 48 46 figueredo uh but i would absolutely be happy to uh to run this back uh because this was an amazing fight and it's the second time that uh we've seen uh figueredo really be uh pushed and uh, uh, if we remember go back to last year when he took on um i think it was benavidez uh where we got the the last the last time he had a majority draw um and so th- there is kind of like weak points in in uh figueredo's game plan but w- with this far it's just it's potentially uh far of the year uh, I would I would urge anyone listening to to go back and and rewatch this fight because it was absolutely just end to end combat. Uh, but Figueredo comes out as the as uh, and still the flyweight champion. But I don't think it'll be very long before we see uh, Brandon Moreno challenging for that title uh, once again. So let's uh, quickly look to next week's card, the last card of the year, and uh, yeah, it's a it's not a bad card to be fair. We've got uh, uh, the likes of Anthony Pettis against Alex Morono. We've got uh, Michelle Pereira taking on Callum Williams, Julian uh, Robertson versus Tala Santos, Jose Aldo in the co-main event against Marlon Vera, and then uh, the main event of Jeff. Uh, Hands of Steel, Neil taking on Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. So, uh, check in next week to uh, to find out what me and Carlos thought of that show. Uh, but anyway, you can follow me on Twitter at DJ Kirby. Follow Carlos at Kirby underscore Carlos. Follow the network at Shooting the Sports Ish, at the Chair Shop Media Group, and at Visionaries Global Media. Uh, thank you all for listening, and that is the end. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.